longer now. It takes like uh, four the Lloyd Hour podcast. Please do not mind those technical difficulties <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, blame production because I'm going to fire him really soon. Say no. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let me stop messing with this man before he go ahead and end my broadcast. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. It feels so good to see you guys. I always feel like as a party every time I see you guys beautiful faces. So, Hannah, go ahead and take your time and introduce yourself because we have a co-host today, another co-host, a new face. Uh-oh. Bevaz. You, it, no, no, it's not Bevaz. You put up oh, the names. Let's put I'm the sorry. name blocks. Put the name blocks right here. Where the name blocks at? Where the name block. Let's get that thing going let's, right Let's here. get this correct. Boom. <laughs> Mr. Audacity. Audacity is back. So, you know I'm coming with it. I'm bringing it all. From the from the regions to up here, up in the throat, so y'all can hear me. And Vanessa. And Vanessa. <laughs> I guess I Vanessa. Vanessa. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Vanessa, it's so good to see you. I love having you on because you're always a hoot. Oh my goodness. Oh my. Always. Thank you. Uh-uh, Miss Tolbert. Tolbert, go ahead and introduce yourself. You already did, Miss Tober. Hey, y'all. How you doing? That's all I got to say for right now. Why is so. she toned it down a little bit? Cause I, thought I it am, because I'm tired. I didn't know what I was saying. I mean, they, everybody know who I mean. Anybody that's in Youngstown know who I am <laughs> and around the world. So, well, not maybe not around the world just yet, but at least. Right. No, no. You are known. You're known, you're known in Berlin because we have no. listeners in Berlin. Okay. So, I am known around the world. That's yeah. interesting. We have listeners in Russia. Um, in oh. uh, some other place that I cannot pronounce, but honey, you are international, okay? I'll take that. Okay, and the Lauren Our podcast is international, baby. Ew, ew, ew. Okay, <laughs> so guys, guys, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. So today's show, we're actually going to be talking about parenting. So guys, let me tell you, I've been having the hardest time letting go of my children. So um, as you guys know, my uh, youngest daughter turned 18 in December, and I don't think I was actually prepared for what comes along with my baby turning 18. So that's why I wanted to do today's show and uh, talk about how to prepare parents for their children becoming of age, becoming adults, and how to transition from being that helicopter mom or helicopter dad into let them kids learn, let them kids go. So today's episode is about letting go. And um, let's get to the hard-hitting question. So today's hard-hitting question is, should parents seek 
exit counseling when their children are becoming of age and turning 18 years old. So uh, I have a question for uh, Vanessa. This question is going to be for you because your children are grown. So okay. how did uh, you as a parent prepare to let your child go? <sighs> I don't know if I was ever prepared for it. Um, it just kind of felt like one day they were not little anymore. Um, I don't know when that happened. I sort of blinked. Um, I mean, my oldest is now 26. So it, it, it just, what happened? She got quiet. She was. Oh. So yeah, she's 26 now. My other daughter is 22. They're kind of been on their own for quite a while now, you know, parents. So they have their little families. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's still, I still kind of, I guess, haven't let go fully. You don't really ever let go fully. You're there for them. You just have to kind of let them make their mistakes and, and, and just be there when you can be there. Okay. So let me go even deeper and ask you this. So when they did turn 18 and they started making decisions that you did not agree with, was it harder for you to step back and not jump in and try to, as we say, guide them, but they say nag. Was it yeah. harder for you to step back and not kind of coach them along and tell them what to do? Um, yes and no. I mean, I let them do it because, you know, they have to do it on their own with every little bit of anxiety that was in me not wanting them to do it. Mm -hmm. But knowing that the more you say, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, they're going to run to that. Mm. So that's where you're like, no, oh, okay. Because really they are, they're, they're grown. And you can just at that point, talk to them and kind of share your experiences <laughs> and let them know what you went through. But you can't sit there and say like, I can talk about when I was younger and the things that happened to me to them. It's not the same kind of world. Mm -hmm. So their experiences, even though they're similar, are not the same. I like that perspective, what you said. That I like that because we are from different times. And, yeah. we, and even then we'll sit there and we always say, oh, you think you do, you, you're not doing nothing new. I did it when I was young, you know, right. you say that. But at the same time. It, it's different for them. They have all the social media and they have mm -hmm. everything for them is out on display. Right. Whereas for us, when we did our, you know, dirt or whatever, it wasn't, nobody knew. It was behind closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's different, yep. you know, and they're all about being out there and doing their little things. Yeah. But, you know, when they hit, you know, 18 and they, they grew, you just kind of have to let them so that because if you push, 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 they're going to go away. And then when they do need you, they're not going to look for you. Oh. And that's what you don't want. You don't want to push them away so far that they're not there. And you could tell the differences because each kid, even though they grew up in your household, they're all going to have their own experiences because they're seeing it through their own eyes. Mm -hmm. So you know your kids and you know how to come to what kid in what way. You know that if you talk to one of your children in this manner, it's not going to work on the other one. Mm. You know? So you can't, you have to come to them as the individual that they are. Yes, because they all have different personalities and you definitely can't handle them all the same. Um, 
I think being a mother of seven, I kind of learned that at the last minute. And the reason why I say at the last minute is because when I was learning, my oldest, who is 22, I did not fully understand that with her. So I think I made a lot of mistakes with her. And I wish that I had the knowledge that I have now because I may have handled things with my oldest daughter a little bit differently. And like you said, like mm-hmm. things for um, these children are a little bit different. Even though we said we've done the same thing as them and they're living it completely different. And I never really looked at it that way. So I love your point, um, Vanessa. Um, mm-hmm. Jazz, what, what would you say to this? Hey. Um, ooh, I don't even know what to say to that because I mean, you know, Ivy's just only about nice. to be 15 months, so it's like I haven't even attempted to think Girl, about her leaving yet. You mean she's about to be one? <laughs> she said she, no, she is one. Months, she's she's one. one. She year, is about to be months. 15 months. She's a month, <laughs> almost three, a year, three months. God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Seeing the fact that she's still so young, it's like I haven't even attempted to. No, I'm not even thinking 10 years ahead yet, you know? So it's like. She's trying to get through the night. Literally, like fucking literally. So, (laughs) y'all, y'all, y'all just, y'all laughing, but okay. I I, I, I totally remember. I know. I forgot. I've been there seven times. Just I like, know. Y'all seen how I was ready to knock her head off, so but we ain't gonna talk. We mm-hmm. might leave little sister alone now. Listen. Little sister, better take her ass to sleep, and then we won't. That's, They all have their little things. It's never cookie cutter. And they start the person, like I said, the personality, and it starts that little. She already has her she own has her little thing. personality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so you beautiful, gotta, though. You gotta do that whole little thing age. where you go like this, and she's like this on you, and then she'll go to sleep for a little bit. You put her down. She goes what? Wait, right, I wasn't right. asleep. Are you kidding me? Oh. And that's what oh, it is. Yes. She literally thinks she's about to miss something. And it's like, girl, you're not about to miss nothing. Like, yeah, they're at her age, everything is new. Yes, literally. everything is exciting. Everything yeah, is exciting. Like and yeah. you know what? To, to Vanessa's point, you said everything to her is new. And mm-hmm. that might be how some of these teenagers are yeah. thinking. They're turning mm-hmm. 18. Yeah. Right, so it's like a new experience. It is, even though they've been here for eighteen years, (laughs) Mm -hmm. now they're going to experience life from underneath their parents' thumbs. Yep. So that is going to be so new and so exciting, and so they're going to be pulled into almost every different direction Mm -hmm. now. So, oh my goodness! But let me tell you guys, I think someone should have told me that your children becoming grown was going to be. The hardest part, because you always hear people say, I can't wait till my children turn 18. I can't wait till they get grown. Um, No, like, no. I've been saying that currently. I'm telling you, I'd rather my children be Ivy's age again. And the reason why is because I had a little bit more control over what they were doing. With their, with yeah, their true, true, yeah. And now it's just like my daughter, like she tried to leave out the house in these shorts. Right. No, ma'am. She'll get my ass. And I looked at her and I said, not with me, you're not. No, go ahead and go back upstairs and change. Go ahead. And then she looks at me and she's like, I'm grown. I'm grown. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> I told her, I said, listen, I'm going to tell you like this. 
you can come, but don't get out the car. Um, you're not wearing no shorts with me. If you're going to wear something, I mean, they were way too inappropriate. And I was just like, listen, when you're with your friends, wear what you want to wear. When you're not around me, wear what you want to wear. But if you're going to a function with me and you're going to be around people that I have to be around every day, I want you to dress appropriately because you're a reflection of me. And oh Lord, that child had a fit, honey. That child. See, my grandma would have told me that I, I didn't change. She brought me in this world. She was going to take my ass back out of it. And I would have had to change. And that, But see, that's the difference in, I guess you can say, like, times, like, growing up with the kids now compared to back then. Because, like I said, you already know if you was wearing something inappropriate and you tried to walk past your mama, she going to make you go right back upstairs and change into something else. You know, it's like nowadays, it's like, like how you say with your daughter, you know, it's uh, it's rebuttal for saying Everything. something about what you're wearing, you know? Everything. So it's like, but I mean, right. I get it. Like, I get it. Like. I get it. Yeah. What if you're I, looking at your potential employer and you're wearing some shorts that got your ass cheeks hanging out? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and they could remember that. And then you try to go in and they're like, oh, I remember you as a girl, such and such, you know, not judging her or nothing. So. But this is how the girls at her job dress too. Like, <laughs> oh. they wear very short things. Like, so, like, now down here, employment means half dress. Mm -hmm. There's no real dress code anymore. And the only thing yeah. you have to. Yes, the Doesn't only mean, like, thing just you shirts. have to wear is the shirt. bits and pieces, and that's it. Oh, she, <laughs> yes. said, she said, uh, Hooters, that's the dress code. Pretty much in every other restaurant, they're they're adapting the she Hooters. Works at uh, Hooters? No, she works at Tom's. oh, I was like, oh, girl, girl, that's why she wearing them short ass shorts. Okay. Girl, that's the, no, that's the dress at, code at Hooters, not anymore. Oh, yeah. What are you talking not about? anymore. Right. I need to go to Hooters then to see this. That's not anymore. I'm gonna that have to changed. go to Hooters then. It's I need to do this for science. Punch him in his mouth, Vanessa. Just punch him in his mouth. Go ahead. Just stick his finger in that head. Give him a buff. Give him a buff. So my next question would have to be, um, I'm sorry. So how can parents help guide their misguided children? So a lot of times I find that people are, have like good parents, two household parents. They have the one child or sometimes even two children who are a, of age and they just don't want to get on the right path. And that parent's constantly fighting with them to change their life, to, to do right. How do we as adults and parents try to guide our misguided children without making them feel like, or we don't understand, or we're trying to control them. Uh, Vanessa, I would, I would love to your view on that. And then Jazz, give me oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I got it. Oh, B Jazz, I'm sorry. You want to go, B Jazz? Go ahead. No, you she's froze. You froze. Sick. You froze and how you froze. It's and like, the way you froze. <laughs> me cranking the fuck you like. <laughs> I'm about to wash that back. He's over there. He was, for real. He really was. And that's what I'm like, uh-oh. Like, oh. oh, my goodness. Did you guys get that question, though? A guide, yeah, a guide a misguided child. But I could talk from experience as I, as I was a misguided child. Mm -hmm. My mom and I, we stopped talking for over a year or something, some change uh, due to that, my misguidedness and all the uh -huh. bad decisions I was making. And then over time, it just kind of like afterwards, I guess age, it's really age experience is all you can 
uh, used as a way of like ga- getting them to come Stella. back. <clears throat> she didn't... Um, said, "Hey, hello." My mom never pushed me away, but mm-hmm. after we had a conversation, you know, we tried to understand that you know I'm a, my own person. You know, I'm gonna make this thing. I'm gonna make decisions you're not gonna like. Right. But doesn't mean that I don't not like love you and everything. I still want to hear what you have to say, regardless. Let me make the decisions. I'll hear your advisement. So what I would take from that to move forward, you know, take to my little ones when they walk through that situation. Hers are already grown. So, you know, what I try to do is like the ones that are not in that age yet, try to tell them, hey, this is what will happen if you follow this path. This is where you're going. Right. You stop it by, you know, learning that, you know, from a person who walked through this path, this is where it could lead you to. So what we want from you is the best, which is, and once you make sure you stay up on your education, stay up. If you're paying bills, you know, if you're paying bills, stay on top of those. Don't get stuck into a debt and that you can't get yourself out of. Mm -hmm. And if you buy a really stupid financial choice, and then we find out about it later, we were better off. You come to us first because we've all done it. We made Mm -hmm. bad purchases. But we would rather you, hey, come to us before you do this because we may. Yes, are. <laughs> we we could we could stop the 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 bad choices because what happens is when you make a well, bad, we can't stop it. We can try. Yeah, yeah. I can only try. And I could just say from my example is like she's mentioning a car. She's got a child that made a a, a purchase, got stupid uh, purchase. <laughs> ridiculous finance charges went to like a mom and pop dealership they got hit with all kinds of crazy fees and stuff and it was like man if you would have just came to us we could have taken you to some spots and we wouldn't have had this problem but going forward she knows now as you live and you learn (laughs) but she won't come to us but she knows now like what not to do like don't don't want to walk it's a matter of that that question with knowing how to guide your kids when they're doing something you in your heart know they shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. it, it falls under that same thing. You're pretty much going to look at the individual. Right. Whereas if you sit there with some kids and you tell them, look, you know, this is why you shouldn't do that. You'll have that personality that may listen to you and might not do it or do it with caution. Whereas you'll have another one go, oh, you said I can't do that. Now I'm going to do that. So you have to know what personality you're dealing with. And I kind of have like my two girls, they they have those two personalities where like my oldest, if, if I sit there and I go, no, 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 she's going to push even harder to do it, you know, to prove me wrong. Whereas the other one, she'll do it to just have a little bit more caution because she wants me to be like, she see her as grown and she can take care of her responsibilities. And that one, I always tell her, I'm like, you know, you you don't have to follow right behind me. You don't have to do the exact same things that I did as at your age. I want you to follow and I can guide her and say, you know, because I did this at your age, you know, we both had a child at a very young age. Mm -hmm. You know, I was very young when I had my oldest and I left home and I, and I thought I was doing the right thing because 
I wanted, I didn't want to be that burden on my parents. I didn't mm-hmm. want to put them or see my mom's face because she wasn't mad at me when I got pregnant. That, but it was that look of disappointment. disappointment. That it's like she wasn't mad, but she wasn't too particularly happy. Yeah. She was, it was just almost like I crushed her like heart. I had never done anything like that ever <laughs> in my life. So that crushed me. And so I like tried to, I got to do better because I did this. Now I got to do the right thing and I got to be responsible because I did this. Right. You know, that accountability is important. And I had to like prove it almost like pretty much to myself that I could do it because I did this and now I got to do it. And she shouldn't have to deal with that burden of it. Right. So, you know, and then my my youngest daughter she got pregnant at an early age and she kind of did the same thing and i specifically because i know what i did i was like no no you don't have to leave home you you stay with me <laughs> right and i didn't want her to leave and i didn't want her to go and do you know the dumb thing that i did i wanted to be there for her right because i know her personality and she does the same thing that i do so you know and I was there for her but I could still see her going no 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 I have to do this on my own no 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 I have to do this on my own right and she's still doing it I mean she put herself through school she's working now she has her apartment so she's doing her things but every time I still look at her because I'm like you don't make you nervous hey Christy Yeah, I girl, let me tell you, I get it. I get it. I still be getting nervous too. Um, I uh whew, y'all, I got some stories. I'ma let Jazz go. Um, Jazz, go ahead. Um, give us your thought process on this. Story time. So um, when it comes to the misguided children, I was not the misguided child, mm-hmm. but my sister was. And my mom tried and tried and tried like you know like doing the stuff like sending her to jjc and doing all that to hope that it would get her out of the path that she was leading herself down Mm -hmm. well funny story she didn't learn her damn lesson um no she didn't learn her lesson and my mom just after a while just said fuck it and it's like if you get in trouble or you get yourself caught up in something it's uh-huh. on you. And right. that's exactly what she did. She had a child. She had one child at 16, then a child at 18. Then she went to prison and was going in and out of prison. And now she, I'm not even going to say what I'm really, what I really think of her, but she's in Youngstown and that's just that. So, but it's yeah. like my mom, I mean, my mama tried and it was just like, after a while, like you get tired of racking your brain, trying to help this one. And mind you, my mom had five kids. So it's like, having to try to make sure one is okay, but then still have four others that have to be taken care of. Yeah, Yeah. after a while, she was just like, fuck it. And that's exactly what it was, so. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's not really that she was like, fuck it. It was more so of sometimes parents, they expend themselves, you know? No, my mom literally said, fuck it, literally. (laughs) No, I'm not even joking, true story. Like yeah, I'm, but I'm there because there's some parents out there who they don't give up on their children. Yeah, there's sometimes you have children who will take you to a point of you maybe about to commit suicide or you. I mean, they got to the fact where it's like they were arguing, and it's like more like it wasn't arguing; like they were literally about to. Yeah, they were literally about to like fight, fight, and then yeah. after that, it's like uh, uh-uh. uh, 
Like, yeah. anybody got time for that, so. Sometimes yeah, you let them go so they can find their way. She still didn't find her way. She's still stuck in a bag somewhere. But anyway. So Christine said, dead serious, you do say fuck it sometimes. <clears throat> I mean, sometimes see, you do. See, see. Um, sometimes you do. I'm not going to say because I wouldn't say fuck it. I'd be like, listen, I need a break. See, because I wouldn't I have, either. Yeah. I have my 22-year-old. I've been through some things with her. A lot of people know that. And I think my parenting with her was how... I think I was raised like I, I handled her, I handled her the way that I was handled and looking back on it, the way that I was handled, it wasn't appropriate. It wasn't appropriate. And I was like the kid who always was in juvenile and group homes and stuff like that. And I couldn't, um, I think I didn't do enough to kind of explore more of her personality because her personality was so different from my other children. And she did have, you know, mental disorders, but I didn't know how to handle that. So what it looked like for me was, okay, I'm gonna seek help. And I'm not saying seeking help was bad, but when I did seek help, it was always, okay, well, we're gonna put her in this place for a little bit of time. And I think maybe I should have advocated for more of, let's not put her here. Let's try some other things first. You know, because now that I'm older, because I was very young when I had my daughter. I was 13 years old when I had my daughter. Um, yes, I was 13. I forget about that sometimes. Yes. Yeah, me and too. Listen, when I got pregnant, my family sent me to a pregnancy <coughs> home in Vienna. Okay, Vienna, Ohio. I got sent to a pregnancy home. And I had I didn't my even daughter. know they had them shits. Like, yes. Wow. Uh, I forgot the name of it. Yeah, but in, actually it's in Niles. But you it's in Niles, grade? but Vienna. Huh? You were in seventh grade? Yes, I was that. I was at Hillman. I was pregnant. I only made. I was in St. Luke's. That's why I, I didn't. I know. was walking through the halls of Hillman, and um, my aunt was like, "Yeah, I'm not comfortable with you being here." And I shamed the family because I was pregnant so young, and they took me and they um pretty much put me in a pregnancy home. And let me tell you, but it's now so that I'm a I'm, I'm an adult, and I don't really speak to this. That shattered me. It shattered me because. I was always the pass around. And what I mean by the pass around, uh, I was in foster care when I was young. It's like, I was really little. I think I was like maybe two. And I remember like being in this foster home and never feeling comfortable. I always was just like, always scared of the kids that was there. Cause the kids there was weird. Okay. And I'll never forget the day that my aunt walked into the foster home and I seen her cause I knew who my aunt was. And uh, I looked up at her and all I remember is reaching my hands out to her and she picked me up and she took me home with her and I was living there with my aunt. And then um, she had to get my brother like a few years later, my baby brother. And um, everything changed when she got my baby brother. And uh, that's when I started having like behavior issues. And I never knew. And I don't think that she knew it was the fact that when he came, everything changed. Everything changed to the point of they ignored me. Um, and I was going through things. Like I was going through things at a young age because uh, I was like in kindergarten. I remember being in kindergarten and, and mom and uncle taking me to school and the kids would be like, where's your mom and dad? And I'd be looking like, y'all know your mom and dad? Like that's the type of thing it was. Cause it was strange for me. And so my aunt and uncle, I guess they, they did testing and 
it was ADHD was the thing back in the day that they would have you tested for. So they tested me for that. I did not have ADHD, right? But I did have bipolar disorder. We didn't find out that I had bipolar disorder until years down the line. And my aunt and uncle, I guess they just had enough of me because I was I was a lot. But no one took me to the right places. And I felt like that's where I felt my daughter at. I should have took her more to more places and found better help and better care for her, my oldest daughter. And even though we have a great relationship, um, I just feel like I wish that I could have guided her a little bit better than I was guided because I took the steps that was done for me because I thought this was uh, this was what I was supposed to do. And I was just a mom just guessing. <laughs> Go ahead, Jess. So I got a question for you, girlfriend. So uh -huh. now, you know, you said you were with your aunt and uncle, you know, and it felt like it got too much for them. Like, was that, you felt like the exact reason or did you ever like sit down and talk to them? Like, hey, you know, like after the year, I don't know if it's like, that's a subject that you wanted to even touch again or. Um, you know what? It has been something that was always hard for me to talk about, but I was like, the hell with it. I, I think, I think for me, I never wanted to make people feel some type of way about me speaking about the situation, but I always felt like my aunt and uncle lost their son. Um, he had passed away. So I felt like when they had me and I was there, it was all good. But then when they got my brother, it felt like that was because my brother favored their son. He did. And I felt like that was their replacement. That was their replacement. That was what they that really wanted. Sense. That was that what they really sense. wanted. Okay. And they couldn't just throw me back. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that would look bad, right? Right, right, me back. right. And they would still try. Like, and they were good people. But I just don't think that um, I don't think that I was it for them. You know, like right. I think there was no longer a connection. Like after, yeah, yeah, because it was like, oh, now she's annoying because now I she wants to sing so, again. You I think know? it's so crazy that they said that you're a disgrace to your family because you were pregnant so young. It's like you got to think about it back, like in the like older days like i didn't heard my grandma telling me like how my grandpa's <laughs> brothers baby mamas were under 18 you know what Damn. i'm saying like we got and i mean they were okay yeah their parents were upset about it but it was more like okay you know the damage is done now we just have mm -hmm. to deal with what the you know the outcome is gonna be and it's like oh my god like to tell you right. you're a disgrace, oh, right. it's fucking horrible. Right. And let me tell you the way the way that they got rid of my ass. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm thirty something years old, right? And I still cry about this, and I still have nightmares about it. So um, the way they got rid of me was literally my grandmother and my aunt came and picked me up. They was like, go, "Let's go to the house and let's get you some stuff." And I remember my aunt telling me, "Oh, you can't take those new shoes." You can take your old shoes. And I was looking like, oh, I must be about to go to camp. This is what I'm thinking. And then they put me in the car. We go to the north side on Broadway. And they take me to this home. And I'm walking the door with them like, oh, what is this? Like a church functioning? Like, <laughs> this, this is my dumb ass over there. Like, I'm like really guessing. I don't know what the hell a group home But was. you can't call yourself dumb because you didn't know no better. You know? Yeah. Like, and I walked through the doors. And these people greeted me. And my aunt. And my grandmother basically told me, like, bye. Bye. Wow. All life. Like, that's what they said to me. And um, it wasn't, no, I love you. It wasn't, no. That first night in that home was the hardest for me. You're going to cry, baby. 
Oh, and your makeup. Stop. I'm sorry what that happened heck? to you. Oh. I'm sorry I even asked. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Right. Was... Sorry that happened to you because you like worked on their job like, was to take damn. care of you, not to make you feel like that. Yeah, that's horrible. That is horrible. And 13 is not grown. 13, mm. you're a little kid. Oh, 13. No, that wasn't, I wasn't 13 guy. at that, that time. This was oh, before. This was before that. Uh-huh. I was like. This was when you were a baby. I was like 11, girl. I was like 11. And baby. The only, the only way I made it through that process was because of a girl named Ashley Pierce. I'm shouting them out because I love these ladies so much. Tasha Buxton and um, a few other girls. And lo and behold, I get in this group home and I found out that I had a brother out there that I never knew of. And I met my brother Jason because of me going through that process. And like, it was so crazy. Like I was like in the room by myself crying and then the girl, like, she came in the room and she's like, baby, don't cry. We see girls come in and out of here all the time like this. And then, like, she asked me my name and I told her my name. And she's like, you know, we cousins. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. And then she ran down my mom's side of the family names. And um, somehow they got word to my mother that I was in a group home. And um, I was running away from the group home, girl. Like, I was running away. And then my mother's sister ended up getting custody of me. Yes. Like, that so, was crazy. You know, you you just said a, a really horrible thing that happened to you. But you also said a positive thing. Right. Yeah. You found out a lot more positives with you going into that place than you, you know, being dropped off with them two people, them a-holes that didn't even show you any love. You know, it's like, horrible. I can never do Abby like but that. But look at that. You know, them two individuals that did that to you gave you more than you could have ever asked for. Mm-hmm. You got way more out of that. Yeah. Those girls saved my life because they just didn't know. Like, when that night, like, I felt like my world was over and mm-hmm. I was ready to end it all. But when they came into that room and they hugged me and they gave me love, like, I let me tell you something. <laughs> Walking into that group home, people be shocked. I never knew what weave was. Okay, I'm talking about hair weave. <laughs> I never knew what a relaxer was. I had I was so oblivious to things. Like I went into this whole different world, and that's why I'm so versatile now. Because if I didn't go through it, and you know it hurt me to go through that, but if I didn't go through it, I wouldn't be the me I am today. Yep. And I knew that that situation did not break me. And so I, I'm i here. I'm on top. And I tell my children this story all the time. And I always tell my kids, like, no matter if you feel like I'm judgy, they think I'm judgy, just know that I love you. And these are things that I would never do to you. I am hard on you and I will be strict on you. And I'm going to always try to hold your hand because I never want you guys to walk this earth and feel alone, you know, I can't fix everything all the time. I will let them fall and learn their lessons sometimes, but they're truly not alone, you know, because they have to experience this life. Um, Now that they're grown, they have to experience this life and um, learn the lessons from it. But I'm still, mom's still here for now, you know, go ahead. So 
if you want to take this as like a thing for you, you know, moving forward, transitioning mm -hmm. the relationship of the parent and child, they change, it changes that day they turn 18. Now, yeah. if they still live in your home, it's kind of hard to do that transition. And it, it's, it's definitely something that, to think about as far as them being a child, but to have that conversation with them, like, look, our dynamics going to change. It's not going to be mother, daughter, mother, son, you know, parent, child. It's going to be adult to an adult. Whereas like you're like, you're now like a roommate if you're going to stay in this household. So there's going to be some things that are expected of you. Right. And if you aren't willing to, you know, provide those expectations or meet them, you know, there's the, there's that door, you know, there's the military, and you know this 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 is i know a guy who served the military and he did and he's now you know handling his stuff he's in school and all that stuff and mm -hmm. you know and you go hey, it's brandon <laughs> and then you know you can tell them hey if you don't like how things are ran here you're really not going to like the military but you get more out of it mm -hmm. uh if they want to do something on their own it's like okay find a job and then you know find find some way of right school I'm sorry. I promise I didn't. You never stop from when they. Yeah, it's it's somehow it's real hard to let go, but it's also easy to just become a mentor. You go like, hey, you know, kids. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but um, I've walked this path. Come ask me some questions. Right. You got to be able to break that wall because sometimes kids are embarrassed to ask. That's true. They really are, and they won't want to have to put themselves out there because they're gonna feel like they they look silly because mm -hmm. you're gonna be like laughing or something. You know, try to hold in those like those feelings of like ah you loser. You or they don't want to I told you so moment. Those two, so mm -hmm. those are, I told you so. You know, just all you gotta say is hey, no judgment here. I'm not gonna right. come at y'all, but this is something that you guys can really benefit from if. You wanna yeah. go. Uh you have Austin wanting to join the military too, because that's what he's been looking into. Now I have two sons wanting to go into the military. <laughs> Do, you know what? It's gonna they're gonna get so much out of it, especially yeah. Austin. Austin I, I am thankful for you though, because I was trying to tell that boy about the military and he's like, Mom, nobody wanna go to the military and all day like watching you and how you handle yourself and seeing all your certifications, and he's like like he has mad respect for you, B. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm feeling this. I do, so, I do. Yes. I gotta go back down there because it's warm over there now. So I gotta go in the pool, you know. Yeah, it's it's the weather has been sucking the last couple of days. Oh man, it was hot over here. We had 90 like three days ago. It was stupid hot. Wow. Yeah, the weather it's been raining. It's been oh. raining yeah, here too. Yeah, supposed to rain all week. Supposed to, yeah, because we're Georgia and uh North Carolina pretty much always pretty close. Mm -hmm. yeah. We had cloudy today, it was cold, but I mean, that, that was changed from three days ago. It was ago. nice, though. It was a nice day. It was like a little low humidity. What's so the next part like, hitting question, y'all? Yeah, because oh, I don't want to cry no more. Because I just, yeah, I don't want to cry no more. I had to light my cigarette. No more drama, no more. I Mary J. That just stressed my life out. Okay, so the next question is going to be. How do you know if you are fully prepared uh, or you have fully prepared your child or your children for this journey called life? So 
Go ahead, Jess. So, <laughs> um, with that, girl, I am <laughs> Brandon. I haven't even started to prepare Ivy for life yet, but She's I, mean, I know, I know, I still have time. But I mean, honestly, I mean, for me, I would, of course, make sure that everything like she's responsible you know like if she's still in school mm-hmm. studies you know all of that is up to par and once right. i see that then i know like okay she's prepared she's ready she can go out into you know the world but i mean she also has to be like mature at that age and everything because if she's 18 and still childish it's it's not gonna go hand in hand you know so yeah yeah. But from, from where you are to where we are, right. it's, it's never going to change time. because yeah. the reality is from when they start, you know, walking, mm-hmm. we got to let them walk. We got to let them go forward. And yeah. we let them fall. To make sure we let them fall, but we're there to pick them up. Yeah. We actually got to let them learn to pick themselves, but you don't stop. It never stops. Right. You know, right. as long right. as you're living and probably after that, you watch them. Yeah, right. you know, you're there for them. So yeah. you just right. have to now your role changes where you're not as active in it. You gotta right. let them right. make the decision. Right. And now, like for me, where I'm watching them with theirs, and you know, as much as I want to guide them and be there for them and tell them, you know, I can give them little things, but the reality is that's th- that's their little ones. Now, my yeah. role in the little ones' lives is Spoiler. different. You know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm right. grandma, I'm not right. mom. But I think it's more like I want to be. I want to be more. I guess it's like be involved, but still, like said, let her do stuff on her own. You know what I mean? Like I wish you let her learn, you let her grow, and then you keep doing it their whole life. You let them explore, you let them learn, you let them grow. Try me. I've always said to myself is I always want to be the mom for her that my mom wasn't. So it's like I'm all I'm trying to do bigger and better you know trying so yeah right another like like on that jazz careful because you can make mistakes where they depend on you too much much. i'm going through that right now okay you gotta learn to like loosen up that that leash can't be so i think that's the same thing for every parent we want to provide something that like like i'm sure my mom did for us what her mom didn't do for her and i I think it's more in my case because i know i had the two kids that passed away before her so it's like i'm always instantly going to be more stuck to her than anything but i mean still taking in accord to what you said too because i mean eventually i mean i mean eventually she's going to go to school and it's like i can't sit in school with her all day i have to you know yeah yeah yeah, i I gotta let her go the one crying you'll learn when to let go and when to hold on and yeah i mean you have time yeah, I have <laughs> you have time, time. Yeah. I mean, you know and yeah. you're gonna and just like them you're gonna stumble you're gonna make mistakes yeah. you're gonna do things as a parent because right. <laughs> there's not a book not a book. You know, we're all different, right. none of them, but we all learn because Right. Your child, my child, right. children, they're all different. They're individuals. They don't right. come with their own book. They're right. going to grow. Yes. You learn as they learn. Right. Yes. Right. Right. You know, so you're going to mess up some things. You're going to get some things great, you know, and that's just yeah. how it's going to be. You know, right. so I often tell parents um, we're learning. Well, I often tell my kids, too. Um, I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not perfect. Um, I also got in the habit of when I'm wrong, I apologize to them. 
And that way I'll teach them accountability. And also I think where I probably dropped the ball was trying to be the parent to compensate for every single thing I didn't have. Yes. And I didn't yeah, and that's what I said I wanted to. I like everything that I didn't get from my parents. Like if I would say she wanted, I want, I'm buy it. But then it's like in my head, I'm like, I don't want it to be where she thinks that everything is going to fucking be handed to her because that is not how life goes. So right. that's crippling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm learning that lesson because it's like now is a expected so it's like an example uh my children i am i don't charge them rent i don't really charge them gas or anything so i got in habit because uh my kids they they they'll run me ragged some days because i'm taking them to point a to point b back in the day it was the bus for us let's get on the bus mm-hmm. and my children Bike. my kids my kids yeah, don't know walk something yeah. My kids don't know how to use the bus. They don't know how to use the train or nothing. Oh, wow. All they know how to do is call an Uber and a Lyft. And I said, dang, that's hindering them. Because, like, me and B had this conversation. And he's like, yo, listen, you, you're going to have to uh, put your foot down and set up some things because you're hindering your children. And I was like, yeah. So I told my kids, I was like, okay, I'm going to need $20 uh, a pay every time you guys get paid for gas. Um, if I'm going to take you guys everywhere. Because that's teaching them a little bit of responsibility. And plus um, gas is like $10 a damn gallon. Is, so it's it like, is. It's a mortgage. $20 right. ain't even enough. But, you know, <laughs> starting out, starting out. So. Right. And then it's like $2 a month. We're charging $2 a month for the uh, password to H- HBO. So, nice. you know, and they pay their own phone bills. Because I told them I'm not paying phone bills. They pay their own phone bills. I don't blame on that. And so that's me trying to teach them responsibility. But the way I did prepare them for life was through lectures. I always tell them about credit. I always tell them. Right now, my daughter, she has a 2017 car sitting in the driveway. I told her, right now, you're not driving the car until you show me some responsibility because, you know, we're we're working on that area. But I don't want her to go into a car dealership and get into some horrible deal because the car looks good on the outside, pop the the, the engine, and it looks... And you remember in car dealerships when females come in there by themselves, they will definitely right. try to work your ass. Right. Definitely. Or so especially if they think you don't know no faces, right. baby faces. They right. go after they see them come in. They go after especially yep. with the no credit score heaven. Yep. And that's why I'm always glad that my dad always taught me like when it came to about cars, like popping hood and doing all that. So it's like if you think you're about to get over on me, haha, you not because it's like Yeah, I talked to them about I talked to them about the interest rate. I talk to them about credit card usage, let them know. Usually they say keep it at 30%. I always tell my kids, keep your usage at 20%, below 20%. I mean, zero. If I, well, not really zero. Not, not zero, because you want just a small credit card. Yeah, they you want to show. Small yeah, show you could borrow. It's like I try to keep mm-hmm. mine at like 10, 20%. Right. Maybe more closer to the 10. You know, like anytime I use it, I instantly just pay it off. So it's like. You know, y'all see the good payment history and right, you know, all right. stuff. Yeah, and just try to teach them how to be decent human beings. You know, we're not going to always get it right because this parenting thing, it is a journey. And like you said, there's really no handbook on it. You you have one parent giving advice, but that's for their child. Their yeah. child's personality is different than my children and so forth and so forth. Um, so really, I just really do think that parents might want to try to start preparing for their children to become adults 
And I would say at the age of 16, I know people think 15, actually, um, because 16, when they hit 16, they're like, I'm halfway there. I'm almost there. So Ooh. 15, like start preparing yourself to move back a little bit and give that child a little bit more leeway and to start making mistakes and to start learning life lessons. So at 15, I would actually, um, now that I'm looking back at it, I would start charging children at 15 for little small things like, okay, you want the Wi-Fi? Okay, that's $5 a month for the Wi-Fi. You know, just to teach them that they're going to have bills. They want to be consistent with their bills because you don't want them to grow up and just always be wasting money because right now my kids seem to think money grows on trees. Yeah, I'm you showed them that. Only one of my children. I don't show them that. <laughs> but listen, mm -hmm. but I have to tell them this though. Like when I, because I go out, I shop like a lot and I spend a lot. But I tell people I am the coupon queen. I'm the budget queen. Like it, it may look like, but I, I made sure that these bills are paid. Like I tell Brandon. Like I'll make sure all my pays, my bills are paid up so that I can splurge a little bit and do the things that I want to do. So when next month come, I'm not behind or anything and I'm not worried about disconnection or anything like that. And I also uh, taught my children about investment. So uh, all my children have bank accounts. They have their savings accounts. They have their checking account. And I tell my sons and my daughters, like uh, I think it's uh, a state employees credit union. They have like a CD account. You put $250 in there and you'll let that money sit in there for 60 months. I tell my son, like every other month, give me $250. Let's go to the bank and let's set this up. Let that money grow for you because all you're going to do is waste that money on fast food. Fast food in your belly. It's not gonna. It's not gonna benefit you. It's gonna and benefit trust you. If he goes to a credit union and do that, he's gonna get like a really, really good rate. Right. And then I told, I told him like, you know, the reason why I got them set up at the credit union study, my other bank, is so that they'll have this uh, uh, relationship with the bank. You know, the credit union, credit union. And by the time my son reaches a certain age, his credit is where it needs to be. And I tell my kids. You can go through programs like NACA and buy your first house, have that house paid off at 30. Now that's an investment part property. Mm -hmm. And then take you and buy you another home. These yeah. are things I wasn't taught as a, a youngin, but now that I'm older, I know these things. So these are the lessons that I'm giving to my children. Yeah. Um, I'm or you could be like me, like my grandma did all of the, I, everything that like I didn't like when it comes to like, say like learning the credit and opening bank accounts, everything has been through my grandma and I am, beyond thankful for that my fuck up was that it was like she was telling me this and i'm like all right grandma i hear you i hear you i hear you and i'm halfway listening and then now being almost 34 years old the shit didn't bit me in the ass because it's like i should have listened you know because i could have been doing everything that my grandma said but it was just like when i was at that age it's like i heard you but i didn't, I didn't hear you Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm like, damn, I really should. But it's never, but it's never too late though. So <laughs> you start, you start bringing some money in some investment accounts. Go to, like I said, mm -hmm. the um, government bonds, government yeah. bonds. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I'm investing whoa, in. Whoa. Right whoa. Oh Lord. Oh, oh I can say this right now. We can say this offline, but I wouldn't trust the government right now. Here you go. <laughs> well, it's the safest place right now for our money because the stock is. <laughs> It is, it is. 
the stock market, I've been to a couple of uh, financial advisors, and oh, that's yeah. where they they told me yeah. to kind of invest my money. Because and even with more, my jobs, it's less of a risk. Right. Less of a risk. Right. And even with my job, seeing the fact I work for a credit union, they are saying the exact every email that we get when they say it's like anything in cigar in regards to anybody who invested money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My lawyer, to told me, my lawyer told me that the you, what, last you, week. My lawyer actually told me that last you week. You should look, you should look at your producer and go take a look at him because you he, he's thinking he's about to roll that thing. Uh sheesh. sheesh. Excuse us, admin. You have to do a whole financial stream. God dang. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just on finances. Yes, sir, admin. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Hmm. But I mean, even with her saying that, so like teaching the kids that you're teaching them that and they're learning and growing. And I know you're scared of them kind of going off on their own, but you're preparing mm -hmm. them well enough. Yeah. But see, that should be you just have to you, you just have to loosen the hand and kind of let them walk a little. And um, when it comes to financial stuff, I feel like that's something that they should teach in schools because that shit that they don't. Yes. Teach, you know, but that like, would actually help children. So why would they? Huh? True, true, true. OK, true. You got a point there. You got one final question before we finish. OK. Okay, so what's the final question, Mr. Admin? Let me shut up. I'm sorry. 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 Wait, can you, if your child sways, if your child from, the sways you from the path them, that you taught them, is that, is that on, on you the, as, a parent? as a parent? No, no. because I mean, you've taught them and you taught them all that At you can teach them. It's on them to want to take that and apply it, you know, like going forward. If they do, great. If they don't, you can't be mad at yourself because you did your point, part. Yeah. You have to look at them as the adult they are. Like yeah. if you saw someone on the street and they did something dumb, you're going to be like, oh, your parents. Are you going to be like, well, you just did something dumb? Right. 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 You're going to look right. at them as the individual that right. they are. I mean, and you I have to realize kids. that you can only teach them but so much. The rest True. of it, they have to do on their own. Well, here, I you see. can guide them, but they're going to do it on their own. Right. I but see. I mean, some parents will feel bad, though. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying like some parents will feel bad, though, like if their child sways off of you that can. path. That you can feel them. bad. And yeah, you yeah. always will. It's going to hurt yeah. your heart in certain yeah. ways. It's always going to mm -hmm. hurt your heart. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it was your fault. It doesn't mean that you did it. And you're always going to wish that you did something different or what could you have done differently or, you know, different things here and there. You're always mm -hmm. going to think those things. Mm -hmm. That doesn't change. It doesn't right. make you good. It doesn't make you bad. It makes you right. human. You're going right. to think those things. Right. But you have to let them at a certain time be themselves and just go, I did my Wait best. Tish. You right. know, I did my best. My now mother. you have to do it the same way. Like, I messed up. I did a lot of things bad. I don't look at my mom and be like, well, it was my mom's fault. My mom did it. Right. right. My dad's right. fault. My dad did it. Because it's not like your mom put a gun because in your head and said, hey, you point, I'm like, I made shit. those decisions. I right. did. My parents taught right. me right from wrong. And the right, things right, that right. I did, I right. did because... I wanted to do them, not right. because my parents. It's were like you knew better, bad. but you like, let me just get a rouse out of somebody and do this. Right, shit, you know? that's and, why. 
yeah, I could never blame my mom, even though my situation for mm -hmm. what it was, like I would never place blame on my mom. I would never place blame on my aunts and them. Uh, it's just like this. Listen, life freaking happens and you take it and you do the best that you can with it. You don't sit and dwell on the shortcomings of your parents because I feel like you would never grow because when you're always just pointing a finger and pointing a finger, when are you going to take accountability from you for you? Because at some point you made a poor decision, whether they were the best parents or whether they weren't the best parents, you yeah. know, is I always try to teach my children accountability um, because like I tell them all the time, I'm flawed. I'm going to make mistakes. But if I make a mistake, you cannot say this one mistake you toward your whole life because that's not that's not the case. You don't have to be uh, a product of your parents' shortcomings. You that's just true. But it's like, I mean, you said with that accountability, that's my grandma always said, you know, it's like you have to be accountable for you because at the end of the day, only you is accountable for whatever the hell it was that you did, yeah. you know? And it's like, that's always stuck with me because it's like, I can't go blaming the world for this that happened and this that happened and this that happened and blaming these family members and these friends and all that, you know, because at the end of the day, the accountability is me. So I'm sorry, Jazz, but I had to do okay. it. Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, with that questionnaire, who, who came up with that question? Was that you? I did. That was me. No, I'm just playing. It really wasn't me. Let me shut up. <laughs> uh, this, I, I wrote out. Y'all know. Y'all know. Um, come on. Y'all know me. Over you here. wrote the question. You didn't yeah. brainstorm it with anyone else. You did. No. No. Oh, it was just yeah. you. Okay. So this is why I was asking if it was uh the producer or you know if it was anybody else that gave you the idea. Producer was but, at work. Okay. <laughs> so so the the thing. Okay. So bounce it off of you. Mm -hmm. Now, is this for when they're an adult or is this for when they're also a child? Because mm. there, there's a two part answer to that. I say no if we're talking about grownups, but I got to say yes if we're talking about kids, because if your kid is acting out, let's say in school or mm -hmm. let's say they're acting out in public, they're doing something that they know they're not supposed to be doing, but they do it. It does reflect negatively on you as a parent oh, yeah, because you cannot that. control your child. Oh, we were talking about adults. Yeah, that's the thing. That's oh, a two part. <laughs> that's that's I'm saying, why all guys is like, I get, I get what you're saying, and it says child because yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter their age, they're yeah, your child. Yeah, like, yeah. She's, her, she's addressing what to do with them as they grow into adulthood, not well, children. No, it says yeah. that on you. It doesn't say if you're child as an adult well, my, oh my god well, my child my children hit him, Vanessa, oh, just hit 40 him. years old 40 years old you're gonna be my child yeah, i'm like i be telling people like I'm, I'm a certain age and my mom like i said for my mom mommy i'll be like hey mommy like that's just what how i am and um <laughs> so well, i'm still her child no matter what age exactly i didn't say i didn't say like any of that i was just asking I mean, but that's a good question, though. Because I've, we, let's let's cha let's change this up right now. But let's, that would that would change the whole concept no, we're not, of what we're not, we no, came we're, on here. We're not, you gotta we're stay on track before admin get on track because that person's gonna. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. On track. <laughs> Hold up, no producer. I'm asking a legit question here. Let's go ahead and switch this up, and let's say we say no for the adult, but we say yes to well, yeah, the. 
Yeah, no, it's not just a given. I'm just hold up. It's definitely a given. I'm explain a given. why. It's yeah. like if you do something out of turn and your your parent, you know, is looking at the at you have others, you're in public and they're embarrassing you. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, what are you doing wrong? It then it could be like, okay, maybe they have an autism. Um, they're on the spectrum. Maybe they have some ADHD. That's true, yeah. It might be some type of medical problem, right? But they, you would know if that child has those issues because one, you'll see them with headphones, and, and you know they're screaming. They have something over the ears because they got sensory. You yeah. can see that. So, well, some they run around. They got a helmet on, or they got a, they got a leash on. You know, they got a leash just because you know those kids are gonna run away. Oh, wait a minute! I'm about to buy a leash. So what you trying to say? No, people that question, question other people Delicious. without knowing their situation. I'm definitely by yep. Ivy They're like, like my son, he's special needs. Um, he's 14 now, but when he was little, he was a runner. So when he, we would go to like the airport, I would take him every oh, year. To Lord. Florida. Oh, no. I never had him on a leash. I never had him on a leash, but he definitely was a runner. But I always had him in a stroller mm-hmm. because okay. I refuse to be that parent chasing my kid. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. so if I see somebody with a kid on a leash and a dog in a stroller, I'm not gonna question what they're reasoning. <laughs> the dog's probably old, and that baby's probably a runner. I would have but, a kid on a leash just to be like, boom. So if y'all ever see me in public, so like if I ever see my with a baby on a leash, I'm gonna go, oh, that baby's a runner, and that's mm-hmm. it. You don't want to lose your baby. That's I, not bad parenting. No, the no, bad thing about it is that if Ivy starts running, she's gonna be running because I'm not chasing her. I'm not doing it. I I think down here I've seen too often parents being more gentle with the dog on the leash. And then the kid, like, what, what I'm kid is over here. And the kid, that's because the dog ain't trying to run. <laughs> exactly. For me, I guess for me, I'm not going to judge them. For me, the leash isn't a thing. I thought oh. about it, though, because my son, my son is a runner, too. But then I said, you know what? He doesn't listen to you because you have a soft voice. So I started, get your butt back here, boy. Like, I get stern. And yeah, so I that, do that like, my son, either, I could call so his name. I could scream his release. name. I would yeah. does it matter. What? But yeah, because he he has autism, so it's a little different. So yeah. it, it's like if I see somebody, you know, with their kid, and I see that their kid is, I'm not gonna assume that kid is just misbehaving or being bad. Yeah, I'm no, not gonna assume yeah. it. And a lot of people do, and they're like, "Oh, that's bad parenting." Like my son would throw a fit in the middle of the store and throw himself on the ground. He would cry for four hours, <clears throat> hours, not four hours straight Ooh. without stopping. So I, I, I his did. face would turn purple. I understand. Okay. I had to tell. It, it's not. It is not a fun time. Like it's. it's it takes a lot of patience. But people look at you like, "Oh, you're such a bad parent." And I'm no. like, "You don't know the situation that I'm going through." They can you only see no this on the outside, not what's yeah. actually happening. So if I see somebody with their kid, I'm. I'm understanding. You know, I look so, at yeah. them yeah. and I'm. I'm. I'm there for you as a parent. I'm like, you know what? I get when you're having a hard time. I so as it. parents, instead of judging and looking at a parent as a bad parent how about look at them as a human being that might need a little bit of assistance or understanding just a little bit so vanessa yes see this is why we like having you on girl yes (laughs) yes yes and you know vanessa to speak to the fact that you just said um i had experience like that too i was in coles me and um the producer we were in coles and uh, my for those who don't know, my uh, five-year-old has autism also, 
And um, he was kind of having a meltdown because he wanted something that was someone else's. And I said, no, so we're going to take him to the front of the store and get him his own drink. And he's like having a fit. And like he, when he has a fit, he is so strong and so hard mm-hmm. to kind of handle him by myself. Yeah. So I was trying to pick him up. And this uh, lady walks by. You guys already know. She Karen. walks by and she's like, oh, he's bad. And I turn. And I said, he is not bad. He has autism. There ain't nothing wrong with him. Then she's just, when she realized that I said he has autism and other people looking at her like, ooh, be trifling. Yes. And then she says, oh, no, no, no. I said he, somebody needs a nap. Uh, That's not what you said. I just had to taste what you motherfucking mouth. But you know what? I had to check myself because. It's just like, like you said, people don't know what people be going through with their kids. Right. And sometimes people get in that space that they want to judge and you don't know what's going on. And I had to check myself. I said, girl, don't go to jail. Don't drag her. Don't drag her. I mean, I'm so proud of you because I would have dragged her from end to I, motherfucking end. Listen, producer. Now who bad? Closer, like, go ahead and get her. And I was Word? like, yes. Oh, that's, that's not the right way to do that. And, and you know what Eric Brandy, 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 the man, the man and, that was one, with once her, when you're dealing with a kid screaming, the man, the man that was with her looked at her some type of way because of how she was. When it comes to uh Carter, producer don't play. He Period. loses marbles over that one. He Period. as he play. should. Um, the other ones, they pretty much know how to handle themselves, but that one. Where so you know it's like don't play don't play with that one because R I P R I P. Go ahead, Vanessa. I don't remember my thought anymore? Yeah, you can't. <laughs> but she was in the middle of. A no, story. I know. And my it's story. okay. No, it's fine, y'all. No, so like I get I get the feeling, and yeah, you get rural protective, and it your mama bear, you're gonna protect yes. the baby, and that's you know. And they don't know the situations. And I've had those moments. So I know. And like the little rage in me just kind of goes off because you're talking and you don't know. So like they don't know the the sleepless nights. They mm-hmm. don't know the constant repeating. They don't know, mm-hmm. you know, them, the not understanding when you're saying little things to them. Or if your face looks a certain way, they think you're upset and they, they don't understand <laughs> these things. Yeah. And I see, like, I, I'm to the point where now, because I've gone through this, I can understand it in a certain way. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, like, where I work, we'll get parents that'll have their kids come in and the kids are upset, you know, and I see the parents struggling with them. And I don't give them a hard time. I'll go over, you know, I'll talk to the kid. And if I see that the kid is kind of hiding behind the parent, I'll just look at them and I'm like, yep, good job. You don't know me. Right. You should right. be hiding from me. And I don't like, oh, you know, like, you're so shy. No, none of that. I'm like, nope, good that job. Right. You don't know me. You don't know who I am. You should be hiding from me. You're you're right. doing good. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't sit there and I don't say any, oh, look at the parent. Like, why are they so shy? Oh, no, yeah. because I don't know their situation. But I'm going to look at that kid and go, yep, mm-hmm. you don't know me. You shouldn't be talking to me. Yes, that's where I am too now, especially uh, I think me and B seen that when we were out, uh, uh, a young uh, kid, he had his hair, headphones on. And the mom was struggling to um, calm him down. And I just looked and I said, okay, he's, um, I think he said sensory problems. I said, yeah, he's having some, he was overwhelmed. And someone else not being uh, aware of autism 
or any other type of disability that affects children, they would have been judgy. They would have thought, looked at that baby and been like, oh, he's just bad. Um, keep your judgment and your comments to yourself. If like, like Vanessa said, if you're not going to offer up any help or any support, keep it moving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Y'all guys was all talking about like medical conditions and like, that's not where I was going. Oh, okay. <laughs> there were kids that know what to not to do. No, like they had they had average children, just like just completely no issues. They're all in they're all problems and troublemakers because they're just that. They think it's cool to be bad, right? Those are the ones that reflect negatively on the parent because the parent has to then take control and be like, well, now there's going to be consequences for your actions because you're not getting it this way. So we're going to go ahead and do things differently. So then you play with the things they like, you know, you take the things they like away. Right. And then they'll start changing their tune because they're like, whoa, hang on. So you're taking away what I like now, not just, you know, putting me in a punishment. And I still got all the things I like to do. Put me in my room. Right. Everything I like is there. No, I'm going to put you, I'm going to put you in another room that has books you're going to read. You don't like to read. That's mm -hmm. all you're going to have. You know, you're gonna, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a window. See, that, see my kids, that's a, they window. enjoy books. My kids are. Oh yeah, that's I, one thing. I love that about my kids, though. I'm you not gonna put lie. a window, but you put a painted window and be like, it's not even sunny outside. You don't know what it is. Out there. <laughs> you don't know what it is out there. Painting the windows lightweight child abuse now. <laughs> put them in a room. You put them in a circular room and tell them they can't leave until they find a corner. Lord. You know, you just those those kind of things. But we're gonna no. wind it down now, y'all. All <laughs> right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this segment up. Uh, it has been a powerful show, and that is one of the reasons why I came up with the name the Lauren Hour because uh, the Lauren um, means powerful, so it means power. Um, and we had a power hour, and I totally, totally love it. And to all the parents out there, oh, matter of fact, Crystal States, um, I want to shout her out. Uh, Crystal States, we appreciate you over here at the Lauren Hour for being a fan and commenting. Um, thank you for all of our fans for commenting. Um, if you ever need any advice uh, about your little one or just parenting, feel free to inbox me. She inboxed me some, um, she inboxed it me. Um, some um, some kind words and gave me a little bit of uh, information about her. If you ever need any any advice and I can help, I would definitely reach back out to you. Uh, we appreciate you over here at the Lauren Hour podcast. Uh, to all the parents, hold your heads up. You guys are doing an amazing job. Even when it seems like we're not doing everything that we feel like we should be doing because we're so hard on ourselves. Just know that if you get up every day and your goal is to figure out how to make your children's life better, then you are on the right path. And uh, just know we are all in this together. So please, no judgment zone. Let's keep on loving on these babies, supporting these kids. And by all means, if you need a momcation or a dadcation, take that. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys have a wonderful evening. Bye.